I don't mind Duck. I actually, it's a weird thing you bring it up because I, I was talking to someone about this the other day, like having a whole Peking duck, and we're talking about the head on and everything. So people serve it up is, duck with the duck head still there. I don't want to see the duck head, bro. Like, yeah, I'm dude, good on the weird. duck head. It's super weird. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pick and Play show, where today we are going to Ether Chris Middleton. We are going to talk about the Western Conference Finals, which is wrapped up, and Chris Paul finally making it, and then... It's here. We are going to be breaking down the NFC South. We are going to be taking a week to break down each division, giving you some side bets and some things to look forward to going. Always, Leo's going to be with me. We're going to chop this thing up for you. Let's crack it. Okay, before we can go any further, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it, Leo. I couldn't deal with it. You've had enough. I've had enough. I decided to actually put pen to paper and break down all the playoff games between Chris Middleton and Giannis. Here's, <laughs> here's just some facts. I, won't, I don't even want to get into the points yet. I'm not, I'm not even going to get into the points. I'm going to end oh, with man. the points. I can hear your notes rustling around. Oh, it, yeah. This really got to you. It, it's two whole pages. So it, the only thing that Chris Middleton does better than Giannis, period, is free throw percentage. So that's it. That is it. Middleton shoots at 87%, which is fine. Giannis at 55 so you can tell me, you can pitch that and go, yeah, well, that's why he's better down the stretch. So here's another note that goes with that. Giannis has attempted, now I'm not counting the last game. I took the last game out where Giannis got hurt because I didn't think that was fair. But Giannis has 118 free throws. Middleton has 62. So even at Giannis's percentages, he's still making more free throws. So you can give it to Middleton in terms of him shooting it. That's fine. But Giannis is still getting more points out of it. So that's one point. Move to the next thing of the thing that's not counted in here is how many fouls Giannis is giving the other team and getting you in the bonus for that position for other people to take that shot. Giannis has almost 20 more fouls given. So he's almost fouling a whole, you know half of a player out of every game more than Middleton. Blocks and steals combined, Giannis, 27. Middleton, 22. Another great Batman stat. Uh, playoff rebounds for Giannis, 182. Middleton, 111. Close again, Middleton. I'm seeing again, straight through, how you lead all of these games. Now, let's break through some of the stats and points and how many they score. Out of the 25 games, no, I'm sorry, out of the 13 playoff games, how many times do you think Middleton scored under 25 points out of the 13 playoff games. You said that games, 13 games? Mm, under 25 points? Yep, under 25. 13 games, under 25 points. 25, I felt, was a good, you know, if you're scoring over 25, it's like the Jeremy Grant line, okay? That's how many points he had this the year, Jeremy 25. Grant Again, <laughs> if you're over that, you're a good player. If you're under that, you know, you're a guy. So, how many times has Chris Middleton, I'm Batman... I'm going to go with seven. Nine. Nine times out of 13, he scores under 25. Nine. 
just colossally huge. The guy is fucking on it every game. Uh, Giannis, how many times has he scored under 25 in those 13 games? Mm, I'm going to go with three. Three is right. Three, three to nine. Hey. God, this this guy's a really good Robin. Um, how many times has uh, Middleton scored over 30? Oh, that's got to be like once. Three. It is three. He had it uh, in a Brooklyn game five. He had it in the 35, 38, and 38. So Brooklyn game three five. Three games, okay. Yep, yep. Giannis has eight. Eight. Giannis Eight. has been good for 30 almost every game. He's been good for 30 and 13 almost automatic. You could write it in. That is basically it. Out of all 13 games, uh, Giannis has outscored Middleton eight times. In all three Bucks losses, Middleton scored less than 20. Uh, so I, I can't... Chris Middleton did not outscore Giannis in any loss until Giannis got hurt where he outscored him by two playing an additional entire half. So there are a lot of people that don't like to watch basketball and they like to hit these clickbait fucking titles. Zell, I'll wait. We will wait for a rebuttal. Um, I hope Middleton has a good game tonight. Uh, but at the end of the day, they, and we don't even talk about the defense. At the end of the day, there isn't anything that Chris Middleton brings to the table that Giannis doesn't do exceptionally better unless you want to break it down to shooting the ball overall. But he doesn't make more baskets. He doesn't get you more points. He does not assist more players in scoring. He does not get more rebounds. He does not block more than him. He does not get more steals. He does not get more points out of free throws. He does not give out fouls more than Middleton uh, than Giannis does. I don't understand this argument, and I don't understand how anyone could even remotely buy into this theory. The only time you hear Chris Middleton's fucking name is because he had a stat line that's close to Giannis's. That's the end of this rant. So that was beautiful. I have nothing to add. Uh, you, you brought that heat. You bring in heat to start this episode. I'm going to have to match that energy. I didn't know that's what we were on today. Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't deal with it. Um, and it, I mean, Middleton has a 13-point game. I mean, just shoot me in the head. Uh, Milton, <laughs> Milton has like 10 games where he has 20 or less also. So, I mean, the guy can just disappear. He disappeared last night. That's what happens when Batman goes down two nights ago. When Batman goes down... Robin looks unspectacular. Everyone's looking for a new superhero. So, good luck uh, to the Bucks, and and let's cut into that a little bit here. Trey goes down. Giannis goes down. Somehow Giannis didn't blow out his entire knee. Uh, game six tonight. Who you got? Do we know if Trey's playing yet? I don't know yet. Uh, I don't they, think they've so. That I haven't seen it. Let's assume he's out. If he's out. I- you would have to think that Milwaukee should be able to pull that out because they, they would have the better players on the court, right? But given how the last game went, I don't know. Like, it's really a crapshoot. I, I could not tell you. I couldn't even make a prediction on what's going to happen if there's no Trey and no Giannis. In theory, Middleton, who you just ripped to shreds, should have a, a good 35-piece tonight and lead the Bucks to victory, but... When Giannis got hurt in the last game, that's not what happened. You know, Drew and Middleton just kind of dried up 
they shrank in the moment and and the game it, it turned into a blowout really quickly uh, i felt yes. like within five minutes of Giannis leaving it was a 20 point game you got to think they're a little more ready tonight but i, I really couldn't tell you man what, what do you think is going to happen uh i think atlanta i think atlanta wins i think that I, I can understand the Bucks are at home. They could rally. That's going to be close. I th- I think I like the over. Actually, I think they'll be very. Middleton cool. is good at home. We have we've talked about that. Before. That's because he's a role player. So when you can get him at home, role players play better, and that's Fair. fine. But that's just you know I could see him having a good night. I could see Drew stepping. His thing though, I don't think Middleton's the guy to be like. Yep, he was the one that stood out and had the best. You know, he was the one that won this game for us. He's just not that dude. Um, I think that you need Drew Holiday uh, to step up. You know who I think's got to be the X factor? As long as they don't play him off the court, I think it's Brooke Lopez. I think you're gonna need a lot out of Brooke. I think you're gonna need a lot of rebounds. You're gonna need. He's gonna need to hit like three or four threes. I think Brook Lopez could be the X factor tonight, but at the end of the day, if you remove Giannis and you remove Trey, I basically am going to watch Nate McMillan put Bud in a headlock and walk him around the court. Give him a noogie. Give him a noogie, and man, oh, what are you doing over here, you little rascal? Pushes him over, you know, <laughs> kicks the like. I mean, you're going to watch Bud now. Now Bud is severely undermanned because he already had the advantage at damn near every position. So now that he's lost a two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he is stuck with going, well, I guess it's my X's and O's against you. And he shows up with his crowns. And Nate McMillan's like, you have got to be kidding me. You know, I write an elite pen. Like, I've got a quill. I'm all over this shit. I got an ink blot. Like, I'm all over this motherfucker. You are nothing. So at the end of the day, I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to probably end up taking the points how many points are they getting tonight uh god i hope it's like three it is three uh the hawks are getting three over 215 i think i'm gonna tease i think i'm gonna take a five point tease make the hawks eight and then take the over down to 211 uh or 210 that's i think i'm gonna like that i think that's where i'm gonna be i look for the hawks to take a, a game advantage here and if Giannis doesn't come back i like him to wrap it up in two I, I think nothing of the Hawks. I mean, nothing of the Bucks. Nothing. Show me anything. Giannis no, went down Giannis, and they folded. Right. I mean, it's like taking the engine out of your Ferrari and then expecting yeah. it to still go. You know, yeah. like the the engine's fucked and so is this team. Yeah, so, so you, you take the spare tire out of the trunk, that's Middleton, and you put it where the engine block is. And you're like, man, this car doesn't <laughs> run at all. I'm sorry. Uh, now I'm going the other way. Now I'm just going to be disrespectful. Like, that's where I'm at now. I have to combat this. I got to be super disrespectful. Yeah, no, I I really would like to see Trey out there. I don't know. I think the worst case scenario is that Trey and Giannis both miss the rest of the series, and then one of these teams limps into a series against the Suns. Like, who the fuck wants to watch that? Not me. I don't. No, I mean, as much as I want Chris Paul to get his ring, that's not how I want to see it happen. So, really, I'm just hoping one of the two stars can get healthy, and whoever gets healthier faster, that's who I'm hoping goes to the finals. We got a rolled ankle and a hyperextended knee. We basically have at max a week before they play in the finals, and the NBA is going to fire that finals up full speed. Phoenix is the healthiest team in the NBA right now. And they're in the finals. I think there is a perfect correlation in flipping over to that. They beat a wounded Los Angeles Clippers team. 
Pat Beverly once again shows everyone that he is a deranged psychopath that's really a big pussy when it comes down to the final minutes of the game. Uh, and the you know, like we said, Phoenix Suns, they're moving on. Devin Booker took his mask off and had at it. I, I, I hope that we can get a good matchup against them, but I don't know if we see Giannis or Trey again. And if any we good don't, capacity. then Suns in four. Suns in four. Suns in four. I'm rooting Sons for it. Suns in four. I mean, look, if somehow the Bucks make it over there, I just, man, I don't think either one of these teams can really put up a chance. I mean, we have to, when you really look at how pathetic that uh, Milwaukee Bucks performance was without Giannis. Yes, I get they were down 12th Giannis, but when you have Giannis, you're never out of that game. Um, without Giannis, they were never in that game. <laughs> so uh, Bogdanovich is playing on a pirate leg, right? They don't have Hunter back. Um, Cam Reddish finally came back and gave him something. That was I, a, a pleasant surprise. I hadn't seen Cam since I don't even know when. I know. So they're getting a little healthier. But, I mean, those hodgepodge pieces aren't going to beat anything that Phoenix puts together. I mean, they have a, they oh, no. have on paper a far superior team to the Atlanta Hawks. Far superior. Now they. I have, will say this though. Yeah. That they, they do have the more talented roster, and and you're right about that. But I don't know what Trey's uh, ankle is looking like, what his foot's looking like. I, I don't know. But if he looks like he did uh, before the injury, when he comes back, hopefully that's soon. I might pick Atlanta. Oh, in the series, huh? Interesting. I might pick it. I really don't want to pick Phoenix to win the series. Like I was all <laughs> in on the Bucks winning the winning the championship, and it's not that yeah. I don't want Phoenix to win. It's I don't want to pick them. I, I don't feel good about their team. You know, there's still something that when I watch them, I'm like, ah, you can be beat. Yes. You haven't been beat yet, but you can be beat. Yeah, and I think that in in a series against uh, Trey Young or healthy Giannis, you know, if Trey or Giannis was healthy, I think that those two teams in the East might actually have the best player in the series. I'm gonna say this: I agree with you. I think that at the end of the series, if Phoenix wins, I think people should put a Finals MVP bet on DeAndre Ayton. Mm. I think when you, you think look so? at I think when when you look at the team and what they offer you, you know the only person who shows up every night for that team is Aiton. He'll never be the leading scorer on that team, but it could be like one of those Andre Iguodala things where they turn out at the end of the year and they go, you know, Aiton's last night was 16 and 17. I mean, he is averaging just an incredible amount of rebounds and assists. Here's his here's his series with uh, the Clippers. All right. 16 points, 17 rebounds, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 19 points, 22 rebounds, 18 points, 9 rebounds, 24 points, 14 rebounds, 20 points, 9 rebounds. We aren't talking about him enough for those stat lines. He's averaging a double-double night in and night out, and sometimes those are getting close to 20-20 burgers. Yeah, he's killing. The only problem with the finals MVP thing is that he would have to – He'd have to be balling out his fucking mind to win the finals MVP over Booker and Chris Paul. If Chris Paul or Booker even have decent series and they win the series, those guys are going to be the finals MVP. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of narrative in there. Like you say yep. with Iguodala, Iguodala's narrative was that he slowed LeBron down. Like yep. it, It's always a narrative thing. And if Chris Paul even has a, 
if, if Chris Paul averages 19 and, and 10, he's winning finals MVP. Like He wouldn't even have to have a crazy stat line. Yeah, if he is 19 and 10, they, they could give it to him. See, I think if you put Giannis up against the Bucks, I think, man, I think he could get that. I think he could have two games going 20 for 20. And I think it, after, like, game three, when they're flashing up on the board that Aiton's averaging over, like, a, he's averaging, like, 15 and 15, and, like, that hasn't been done, and they, like, show up like Shaq and two other people. And people are like, oh, that's interesting, because, you know, Chris Paul might have a game, Booker might have a game, and then in between then, you're like, what happened? You're like, well, Aiton held him up both times. So, I'm just saying, outside shot, that's a, that's a little juicy bet. Look to see if you could get it now before they even get the other side. I think it's a fun bet you can keep track of. And honestly, you're probably going to watch the most dominant person at his position on that court. He was in that Clipper LA and that series with the Clippers. I think Aiton was the most dominant man on the floor at all times uh, when it came to night in, night out, minutes versus position. Hey, can and I so, ask you a, a first take uh, Skip and yeah. Shannon ask question real quick? Yeah. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> so if a if what you say comes true let's say an gives us a tim duncan ass series and and he gives us 20 22 and, and 18 with some blocks and wins finals mvp is he now the best player from that 2018 i believe it was 2018 no. draft with luca and trey young no he'll be the most decorated but, I'm saying if, 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 if technically he'd be leading them, you know, oh, yeah. to a playoff push and then winning finals MVP. I'm just saying. I, yeah, he I wouldn't be that, my best player, but the argument might be there. Yeah, I think that's kind of like a, you know, I think that what he's done more than anything is surprise the shit out of everyone. I mean, when we talk about it, we talk about Luka and Trey and then the rest of the draft is fine. He was the but, number one pick, though. Should it be a surprise? I know. I feel I know. like he's just living up to the hype. He is living up to the hype. And he said that Chris Paul is the best thing that happened to his basketball career. And and that's what <laughs> yeah, happens when you bring <laughs> when you bring in veteran leadership that can explain the game to you and tell you how to play and adjust your demeanor. And that's throw you all matters. And get you open and make sure that and you get you easy open. buckets. Yep. He, he feeds him easy buckets. I mean, last night, Aiton was 8 for 10. <laughs> Uh, and just hounding the boards. So, and that's the other thing. You you know, this is effort. 17 rebounds is a shitload of rebounds. No one else on his team or the Clippers had more than 9. He had 17. It's a big part of the game. You get in those second chance shots. Um he he got he did have one assist. I'm assuming that was that was unintentional. But I think that he's a big part. I don't think, obviously, I don't think there's going to be really anybody taking him over Trey or Luca. But I think now that the conversation you're going to have, you're going to have is, look, this is, this is no longer the Suns throwing their pick out the window. This is at at minimum, if they win a title, he was worth a title, and they got there because, like, a big part of the reason they got there was him. Getting so you could those... never look at them and say that they should have taken Luca. I think I think that if they win a title this year, see, it's tough to say that they're justified go, in my eyes. Like they're justified. They're justified now. By the way, I think you're justified now. You mm. got to the finals. He's averaging a double double in the playoffs. He's an integral part. He has now beaten up. The ghost of Anthony Davis, the full oh, whoa, spirit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, relax, relax. 
ghost of Anthony let, let, Davis. Let's start with so Jokic. Wounded man. Let's start with Drummond. Then we can go Jokic. So that's the MVP. Drummond's a vet. So beat the shit out of Drummond. And then, and then he, he, I mean, he tired and gassed out Jokic. And he out-hustled the Clippers. And look, the Clippers are a dirty bunch of fucking rats the way they play. There's no doubt about that. They're scrappy as shit. They don't want to lose. They're sore losers. They go with all of that. And he handled them. Not really in foul trouble. Not giving out easy buckets. Not putting himself in shitty positions. It's a man who knew what he was playing with the whole time and did a great job of it. And he's young. He's now made it further. Now Trey could make it there as well. I think the pick's justified now. If they win it, you're going to say, we're good forever. You know, that pick is fine forever. Um, if he gets finals MVP, you know, you're good. You go, okay, well, I got a championship out of him. That's the, that is the best thing you can ever do when you draft a player is get a championship out of him. There's no high. You could say, oh, multiple champions. No shit. It, but when you talk about what you're looking for, you get a championship out of a number one draft pick, and he was an integral part on the floor and not a backup role player. He was a stud the whole time. He played 40 minutes yesterday. That is worth it. That's worth it. You did it. Is he better than Luca or Trey? No. But he is a guy you can win a championship with. And right now, we, you know, if, if, if this hypothetical plays out, he's at least a guy that can get you to a championship. We know that for a fact. For a fact. We don't he know can if help. can get you he, to a championship. He can help get you to a championship. I yep. don't think he can get you to a championship, but he can definitely be a contributor. In a series where the Clippers just made Rudy Gobert a non-factor, a non-factor the Clippers did, DeAndre Ayton was dominant. And played every position. They draw him outside. They tried all that Rudy Gobert stuff. He's 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 better than that. He's a better player than Rudy Gobert. He's a better offensive player. He's a better defensive player. He's you can move him around more. He's more agile. Dude is hard as tough as fucking nails. I I don't know. I, I I'm gonna buy me a DeAndre Ayton jersey. I mean, this guy's got me fucking on one. I'm all about it. I'm curious it. to see what his ceiling is because, you know, you see little flashes where he'll hit a little turnaround jumper on, on the post, you know, and when you see that, it kind of makes your eyes get big. Like, oh, are you, yeah. you going to do that in your career? Are you going to turn into post-up turnaround fadeaway guy? Because things could get real interesting. You're already a big dude, you know, around yep. the bucket. If you got the turnaround fadeaway, uh, I don't it's, know. We saw Joel Embiid kind of develop that over the last two years take you down to the post, turn around and shoot it. Now, you'd always, there's this whole thing where people are like, oh, well, you want him taking that shot. I'm like, yeah, because the no, other the shots. You don't. Up. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You go, yeah, it's that or a dunk. Of course you want him to shoot it from there, but the dunk ain't always open. You, Especially in the playoffs, man, they let you hack those arms down low. Oh, yeah, they playoff fuck. basketball. You're not getting everything. Not in the playoffs. You need, you need to have that little jumper to create more separation, to show people that if you give me this space, I'm just going to put it in your eye. So, I'm really impressed. Um, a lot of people, there was a question that I saw going around where they said, what did we miss with the Phoenix Suns? You know, how did we not see them as a finals team? Uh, no one missed anything with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they haven't played a team at full strength once in this entire playoff series. So, there's nothing to be missed with the Suns. They are the only healthy team left. They just took a team six games that missed Kawhi Leonard. They got the uh, Lakers, who had LeBron and AD out. 
and then they got the uh, Donovan Mitchell got hurt in the middle of their series. So I don't know. I don't think that they did anything special. They just stayed fucking healthy. <laughs> like, like that's end of story. We flip to the other side, and guess what? Giannis and Trey are both out. So, like, what did you do? Uh, you stayed fucking healthy. Like, congratulations. Like, I don't know. Just a. Comp- I'm glad he's there, but let, let's let's do take a step back from it and realize the situation we're in is very unique this year. Thirteen All Stars have basically had multiple games missed in the playoffs 13 and ultimately Trae uh chris paul getting his first championship would be cool to watch so if we're gonna get an injured trey young or if we're gonna get injured Giannis, and they're not really gonna play or they're gonna be shelves of themselves while they play then uh, give me the chris paul championship just give me the feel good shit yep uh, so i'm with you on that front I'm like, if this is going to be, if this is the year that everything goes to shit, just give Chris Paul his one, and so we can go, point, God, got it, move it along. All right. NFL talk, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. This is what I really got prepared for for this episode. I'm ready to talk some football. Let's fucking dive right in. All right. We are going to be starting with the NFC South. Now, I want to start this off by giving everyone the Vegas odds for winning this division. And the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are minus 200. I actually thought this was kind of light, considering your Super Bowl champions bring back their entire roster. But it's minus 200. That means you bet 200 to win 100. New Orleans is 3-1. to one. Atlanta is 8-1. to one. And Carolina is 11-1. to one. Anything stand out to you there? Yes, but it has nothing to do with the betting odds that you just gave me. While you're running down the the list of cities for the division, I realize that Carolina really gets the short end of the stick in every single category, even when you don't factor in football. Like, I would love to go to New Orleans. I love to go to Atlanta. I live in Tampa. It's great here. (laughs) I don't want to go to Carolina for any type of reason. (laughs) And that's what just stood out to me while while you're listing off these, these divisions. I'm like, ah. Carolina is not only through a football aspect, but in real life. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is. David Tepper bought that team, moved in. Definitely an interesting situation he's going to have to deal with, uh, especially in this powerhouse. Let's start at the top. This team, I actually have the least to say Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They return the whole team. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take this over. I'm going to have one thought here. And that is, I am worried about Tom Brady's age. He did not have a good playoff run. He threw a lot of poopy picks. And so the only concern I have there is Tom Brady and age. I get people like, you're going to doubt Tom Brady. I'm not doubting Tom Brady. I'm telling you what happened. So that's my only thing with Tampa Bay. What do you got? Honestly, I think it's repeat season. If I'm being honest with you, like I... I know that that doesn't happen too often in the NFL, but these Bucks, last year, they looked good the entire year. I mean, if you were really paying attention, then you knew that they were a Super Bowl contender almost the whole year, uh, and they brought everyone back. So what's yep. to make me think that they aren't going to be right back there, you know? Not only that, but now they get a full year of Antonio Brown. They get Gronk uh, year two from his retirement. You know, I I would assume that Gronk spent most of last year kicking the rust off. He looked a little better in the playoffs and towards the end of the year. So year two, you know, of Gronk's fresh legs, uh, AB for a full season, and then the rest of the cast that's been there. 
So I, I have zero reason to believe that this team isn't going to be there at the end, especially with the GOAT at quarterback because it Brady might have lost a, a couple percentage points, you know, but he's still Brady. So I, yep. I don't expect him to go out there and throw 20 picks next season. So if he throws 10, I don't really care because he's probably going to throw 39 touchdowns, you know? Yeah, I – I that, like I said, the only thing I think that can hold this team back is if they rest a little bit on their laurels, and if Tom Brady finally at age five hundred and six falls off the wagon. Five hundred and six. That's it. Uh, let's move to a team that had their Hall of Fame, you know, great all-time great quarterback, New Orleans. Drew Brees so, fucking sucked last year. Can we start there? He was oh he was God. garbage last he year. He was terrible. He was terrible. They had to give him his farewell tour, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna put something out there. I am not sure why everyone holds this Saints team in this high, revered, legacy, dynasty-type city. They have no business being talked about in the, the regard that they're talked about. They have one Super Bowl appearance and one win. I, Do you think it could I, be some recency bias? Because they haven't been under 10 wins in a long time. I, I don't know the exact uh, number here, but they've been a 10-win team pretty much every season for the last like decade. Yep, and that's and that's I think that's fine. Like I, I don't have a problem with that. But they they just weren't I don't know. A lot of people talk about this team like it should be revered, idolized, and put in the highest echelon of competition in the NFL. They were never as good as anything Peyton Manning put on the court. They weren't as good they weren't as successful as Eli Manning. I, I feel like they were a little better than the Chargers of the AF. They're like the Chargers of the NFC. That's like their town. If, if you took Phillip Rivers and threw them over on the NFC, I think you'd have like almost the same results. You yeah, played had the division, a little more playoff success than what the Chargers have had. They won a Super Bowl. No shit, because the Chargers had to go up against four franchises that were better than them. I just the Ravens, the Steelers, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And the uh, New England Patriots, those four teams dominated more than the Saints did. Over a longer period of time, too. And we just want to crown everything because the team played in a division that didn't have a lick of fucking defense. And they put up big stats, mainly in a dome at home. Uh not going to get into it what they're going to, you know, I'm just saying, when I look at fucking New Orleans, I am, color me, not fucking impressed. So losing Drew Brees for me is <laughs> so, fine. I'm guessing you're I'm not just, taking Jameis to win the Super Bowl this year then? That's what I'm getting out of this? I, I just spit my water back out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, fuck no, because you couldn't even do it with Drew Brees, who is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm not saying the Saints are bad. I'm just saying people were putting them in this category like, oh, take a look at these guys. And I'm like, yeah, take a look at these guys. Like, what am I missing? What are you all seeing that I'm not? Because they put up a bunch of points at home, go to the playoffs and lose in heartbreaking fashion every year. Their one playoff win, their one Super Bowl win was the ultra ballsy move that they were getting blown out then. They get an onside kick to come back from. that. So, like, this is our creme de la creme. A team that signs Taysom Hill to a bunch of money and everyone can know can tell you Taysom Hill can't play. All right. You got it. So you give them no shot to do anything this year. Everything I'm hearing sounds like you, you're fading New Orleans all the way. You're not even considering them as a playoff contender. 
I haven't gotten to their over-unders yet. Uh, I can tell you what their over-under is. I haven't looked through their schedule and gone line by line. I think the 300 to win the division is way too high. I don't think they have like a top-tier defense. Jameis Winston, you're going to tell – so this is what you're trying to convince me of. This this is what you're you would be trying to convince me. I can look inside the division over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, they were before Tom Brady got there. Who was their quarterback? Uh, Jameis Winston. Okay, so Jameis Winston goes out. <laughs> Tom Brady comes in. Case they closed. win a Super Bowl. They win a Super Bowl. Okay, that same quarterback's now going to go to New Orleans, where a Hall of Fame quarterback retired, and he's going to make them better. That's what you would be trying to sell me on. Now. I'm and not Sean buying. Payton coached him up a little bit, maybe. Okay, so Bruce Arians was never able to do that as a Super Bowl winning coach. What we, I mean, I just, I'm like, you know, okay, so now what we're saying is that Sean Payton is the ultimate guru for quarterbacks, even though we've only seen him do it with one quarterback ever. But, you know, go off. <laughs> sure, sure. So, I, I just think that when I think that New Orleans is going to get inflated because Atlanta and Carolina are both going to suck this year, and we'll get into them. But I just don't see it. I just don't see where New Orleans is this knocking on the door team. They could get in because remember we're going to add a game, and we already we're going to add a, the playoff team. So you get a playoff team, which you know we already put in, and then you're going to get another game. So Sean Payton's a good head coach. A really good head coach, so they're going to beat bad teams. I just, uh, I don't, I don't really think that they're a threat in the playoffs. Could they win a game in a wild card round against like Chicago? Sure. Yeah, that, that's about where I'm at with it too. I don't know with New Orleans. It's just kind of like I like the team, honestly. You know, they've got Michael Thomas. Feel how you want to feel about him, but he's a he's a good player. Uh, they've got Alvin Kamara, one of the best players, or one of the best running backs, rather, in the NFL, one of the best offensive weapons. The defense is decent. It's just a giant question mark at quarterback, you know, and I think that they could have been a lot more successful last season if Drew Brees' arm wasn't done. Like His arm was done. They couldn't throw deep if, if, if it was open. <laughs> yeah. It, it, deep balls were open last year, and they couldn't get them, so... Uh, you know, maybe a change at quarterback. I don't know. We'll see what that can do. Uh, but I, I don't really fucking know. Honestly, I don't know. The the quarterback yeah. position is too much of a mystery for me to be able to give a good prediction. I just don't think New Orleans is going to be one of those teams that gets it done. So I don't think I, they're a I Super think, Bowl contender. There, there's yeah, no I don't, way of that. I think they're going to be struggling for the playoffs. We'll see this genius. I can't wait to see this two-headed monster of Taysom Hill who can't throw and Jameis Winston who can't throw to the right team. Can't wait to see that quarterback combo trotted out there. That might be an interesting uh, fantasy team. Oh, I think they'll be. I think Jameis Winston will be. It's funny, Jameis Winston that year that he threw all those picks. I had him as the yardage leader because they were going to air the ball out a lot. So that's like what I, I like the team to put up fantasy points. I, I kind of hate the team to be anything more than a 10-win team. And remember, 10 wins now is nowhere near as important. You so, have 11, you have 17 games. So, you know, we at, we took like 8% off. So What we're getting out of New Orleans is draft them in your fantasy team. Do not bet on them. Yeah, don't bet on them. I mean, I got to look at their schedule for their over-unders. Actually, where are their fucking over-unders? Uh, well, I can tell you this. They are 13-1 to 1 to come out of the the come out of the uh, NFC I think that's way too fucking high I, I, I really don't I while don't you pull those over-unders up 
Can can I get your NFC South city power ranking while while we wait? Uh, I need to know what what order you're putting these cities in because I've spent time in all of them except Carolina, and I'm not going there. So that one's last on my list. New Orleans, Tampa. I haven't been. I've been to Atlanta for like a long layover at the airport. Um, I've been down to uh, like a lot part a lot of the parts of Carolina, not specifically Charlotte, but. Um, I, I'd probably go Atlanta last, uh, only because if I'm going to Carolina, I'm going to the beach. So okay. I, New I Orleans that. one, Tampa two, Beach City three, and then you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm getting up there for Atlanta. So. All right, all right, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna go Atlanta one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Tampa two, New Orleans three. Carolina four. Now, New Orleans would be higher on these power rankings, except for the fact that the only thing I want to do in New Orleans is eat and drink. Uh, I would have no interest in spending any time actually, like, you know, like living there. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. So, yeah, I'm going to give that the third slot here. Atlanta, uh, spend some time in Atlanta. That's all I'll say about Atlanta. I'll do that. I'll do that. I will do that and I'll hit you up for spots. Uh, The Saints over under is nine and a half. So, I was like right around a 10-win team. That's how they feel them. So very I'm close to a 500. Yeah, very close. So, you know, you're expecting a 9-win team to, to come out of there. I, I don't really see it. Uh, the rest of that division, um, you just benefited from a big chunk of it, huh? Atlanta, the next <laughs> team up here. Atlanta trades Julio Jones. And then the most surprising thing here, they just gave Pitts. The biggest more- guaranteed contract. <laughs> Out of any tight end. Sheesh. Sheesh is right. I I mean, so let me tell you this. When I do rankings on teams, I do not factor in your rookies until we get closer to the season. So I don't get sucked into the drama of what the rookies are going to bring. I get to towards the end and then I say, okay, what, you know, who's actually going to start? What are the camps saying about them? I'll tune into local radios and listen. Um, I, I've called in a few places. So I, I don't mind doing my research. I wait to see who's going to make it and who doesn't. And then I start reading through them to figure out what their impacts are going to be. I think it's a lot of money for him. I think it's a lot of money in general. <laughs> yeah, for, I don't know for if a guy who's never taken a step. Right, yeah. right, making more money than Kittle and Kelsey and – or. Well, is it guaranteed them, money or per, per yes, year? Yes, guaranteed or? money. Guaranteed money. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't feel great about that. But no, I mean, so they, they invested the fourth overall pick in him. So yep. Yeah, more power to them. They. I don't really see. It's my problem with Atlanta. Change of coach, change of scenery. I think that defense is poor. That defense I has think been that, poor damn near my whole life. I'm not sure Matt Ryan has anything much left in that tank, and, and I mean, but. You're not turning the clock back four years. Like Matt Ryan without Julio is not going to be a better t- better quarterback. I don't really see much with this team. I don't really think that you know you're going to rely on a whole bunch of young players. I think it could be a fun team. We don't know much if this head coach is going to work out. I- I'm 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 kind of on a big fade Atlanta this year. One more year of kind in the dumps. They really need to go find their quarterback. They should have done it this year. Should have traded Matt Ryan. You probably could have gotten a similar haul for Matt Ryan that they got for Matthew Stafford. And so when you look at that and go, you could have probably kept the fourth pick and then traded a bunch of picks 
you know, traded a bunch of things for Matt Ryan and got a bunch more picks. Honestly, they probably uh, could have traded Matt Ryan, slid down into, you know, further down into the first round and still picked up fields, you know, at, you know, nine or 10, you know, fields didn't go to with those picks. They could have taken like the Niners picks. So I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think that I think that was a complete botching by by Atlanta's front office. So I'm not sticking with them much. I'm I'm not big on Atlanta. I'll probably be fading them Uh, Atlanta to come out of the NFC is a whew, 25 to 1 favor, uh, odds so not big on that I think with Atlanta it's going to be one of those years where they're good enough to to win some games and to fuck some people's parlays up but they're not yeah. going to be good enough to actually make the playoffs and so when we sit there at the end of the year it's going to be like wow Atlanta you won seven games and now you yep. have the 12th pick for no reason like you, yes, you really should yeah. be in the top three and now you need to get rid of Matt Ryan and rebuild anyway, so here you are again. Right, that's um, exactly what I see. Yep. They also, they, their schedule looks like they are going to play the NFC East and then the AFC, what is that, the AFC East. Okay. So they get, they they will have some easier games. They get the Jets, they get the Dolphins, they get the Eagles, they get the Giants. Um, but listing, you know, listing the Dolphins is one of the easy games. You tried to sneak that one in there, huh? Uh, I think I have the right. I okay. think I earned it after last year. I'm just saying, ten win team. Uh, yeah. You're calling that one uh, an easy one. I think that I just think they're. I think that the Miami Dolphins in have watched a little bit. Ah, Tua Tua now scares mm. me. I love Flores. Um, you lose Fitzpatrick, who won them a chunk of their games. Uh, just not like uh, just can't really right, get my on. hands around him. We'll get to him later. Wait, wait, wait. We've already derailed. Okay. okay. You know. Okay. Give okay. Me, okay. What are you seeing on Tua? Because you know you're the tape guy here. I, I'm I'm not watching Tua tape, so I need to see. Let me know what you're seeing. I know that we we just took this off course, but that's fine. We'll get back on. There's a hesitancy when he drops back. There's an unsure when. Okay, so when I look at film, I'm not like one of these people that are like, "Oh, I break it down. I can tell you this, that, where his feet are, and yap 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 yap." I'm more of like a synergy person. I'm looking for things that just don't look right, and then I try to dig into why they're not looking right. I don't know if two is just not on the same page as the rest of the offense, and 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 he. The offseason of getting hurt, he lost that time, and he's a rookie, and it was a big hill to climb. The offense is pathetic when he's out there. It has no juice. There's no threat. The defense plays like they know that it's either going to be – you remember that thing that used to happen where uh, rookie quarterbacks go in, so defenses used to play like every down was going to be a run? Yeah. And people were like, oh, well, they have no th- – that's how defense is played. But they played like – I mean, it wasn't like he threw a bunch of picks. He didn't. He threw more than you wanted. There's just this uneasiness when you watch him and how he approaches the game. There's no leadership. They they have no energy when he's out there. The synergy between him and what the offensive coaches are trying to do seems completely off. He just looks like a rock in the shoe. You're limping around. It's unfucking comfortable, and you can't get it out. It's between your sock and your foot in the shoe, and you're like, this is a fucking mess. 
and you're trying to slide the rock around and every once in a while you get a good step in and you're like that's encouraging but you know the rock is still there like every single good thing he did you would know there was something poor to follow and they stayed in these games with a really gritty defense that gave them a lot of fucking opportunities and their defense played like a team that you they couldn't give up points they played tough too I just, when I look at their offense, and I feel like they have some weapons, and I felt like the offensive line wasn't terrible, although it's not great. So that's another piece of this is you bring a guy in off of major hip surgery, no offseason, and then not a great offensive line to work with, and not super weapons and a defensive-minded coach, and yep, 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 yep. And that's kind of where I go, I need to see him overcome some of this, and I don't know if his environment's going to facilitate that. Mm. He just looks uneasy. And it's a rookie, and I get it, but I mean no confidence. It's weird. And it's not like a no confidence, like I don't trust myself. It looks like I just don't quite know what I'm doing, if that makes sense. so It does make sense because I I did see reports recently where he was saying that he wasn't all the way comfortable with the playbook last season, which is probably a red flag in, in some kind of way. But he did say that. He admitted to not being 100% comfortable with the playbook. And you know, I all, it's always a little bit of a red flag for me when a player is like, yeah, I didn't quite understand the playbook. And, and the only reason why it's it's a red flag is it means did the coaches not recognize that and come up with another adjustment? Did the Is the player ever going to pick up the book? Does the player know the plays but just can't execute because it's too fast? I don't think it offers you any relief of any type. You're like, oh, good, he'll just figure that out. And you're like, uh, I don't really go around telling people my biggest flaw. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So, you know, you either did it because you're angry the coaches put you in that position, and now I'm worried back about the synergy. Like, there's just, that's my concern there with Tua, is he Not- doesn't look like someone who's in control. Right, not knowing the playbook and and not feeling comfortable in the system, that's kind of like, for me, you know, I'm not an NFL player, but for me, I feel like that's the equivalent to pulling up to class and just going, "Uh, yeah, I didn't do the homework and I didn't really study. Uh, I'm just here with it. So give me me the test and, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, and, and it's just all vibes, you know. I'm not worried about it. It's, it's it, this is math, right? <laughs> oh, social studies, all good, man. I love the Great Plains. You're like, that's not that's not what this is. I haven't and seen like, my oh. textbook since <laughs> since the class started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we had to turn that in. That's like too. I don't like hearing that. You know, I just don't like hearing it. Um, Back to Atlanta. all right. I, I want Calvin Ridley on my fantasy team, but again. Yep. Like New Orleans, I don't want any part of my money tied up in the Falcons. None of that. And then the last, here's the thing. I got nothing else with the Falcons. I'm going to see. I hope you're a little bit of a team. Your defense good needs needs a lot of parts. Matt Ryan's fine. I just look at your team and I go, okay, where did you do? And they go, we fired our head coach and we got rid of our best offensive weapon. And I went, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Uh, and they didn't even get rid of him for much. Wasn't like a fucking huge deal. I'm, the part you know? of, about Atlanta that I'm curious about is their running game. Like I know Arthur Smith is going to lean on the run, the play action. You know, he he his offense is a West Coast offense, and yep. their running back is Mike Davis, who's a big, big, thick, solid dude. But I, I hope he's not about to give Mike Davis Derrick Henry touches. 
No, I think he's going to wait and take a camp body from someone. They're just think? bargain hunting now. Yeah, they'll bring in a couple athletes. Yeah, they I think need to do something because go if yep. he's going to ride Mike Davis like he rode Derrick Henry, I don't think that it's going to go too well over there in Atlanta. Nope. All right, last team, Carolina Panthers. And they make one big news move, really. They trade basically, I think, maybe a little bit less than what you all traded for A.J. Brown. I mean, for uh, Julio Jones. So the Carolina Panthers trade for Sam Darnold, who, okay, I mean, fuck. Uh, (laughs) You know what Sam Darnold reminds me of? Sam Darnold reminds me of that coworker that everyone's had before who's really cool. He's really cool, you know? Like, after work, you want to go get a beer with him. If, If he asks you to get lunch, you're definitely going. But... When you're paired with him on the work project, you know you have oh, to yeah. do the heavy lifting. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that, that's what Here's Sam the, Darnold reminds me of. Like, he's a good guy, but, like, it, I don't know. Here's the other problem about that coworker. We talk about liking him, and you talk about when you get him on your team. You know the part that's most annoying? It's the fact that he knows he sucks. <laughs> and you're like, hey, man, can you just, like, give more effort then? And he's like, Absolutely no. Not. Absolutely not. <laughs> they and pay me like, the same regardless. Right. And so you're like, okay, so there's two parts for me. It's one of you're like, okay, if that guy's in the room with me, I have no problems with him. But if you're like, hey, you two go like, can you, when are you, can you, both, you guys go carry the cooler in? I'm like, that motherfucker's going to walk outside. And the second we walk outside, he's going to be like, oh, I got to go do. And he runs away. I'm like <laughs> now I'm carrying the cooler by myself. Suddenly gets a phone call team, right when you walk outside. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, it's my aunt. Oh, aunt. And you're like, fuck you, dude. You're like, I'm making sure you don't fucking get anything in this cooler. That's what's happening the rest of this day. If I can make that asshole go get ice later, I may set him up. But, you know, you trade for Sam Darnold, who we just we just really eviscerated. And then, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. so you go into this year going, okay, we need a lot more young players. The young defensive players we picked up and drafted last year, remember they had that draft only of defensive players? That actually didn't turn out super well. So you have that aspect. Uh, and now new coach, they get rid of the GM, they bring in Sam Darnold, and you're really looking at a situation of, I'm not sure ownership and the guy and the guy calling the plays are 100% aligned. We'll see. They bring in a guy who really looked terrible. When Joe Flacco's out playing you, I don't really care that you're like, well, Gates held him back. And I'm like, yeah, but that's Joe Flacco. So why couldn't he beat Joe Flacco? And they're like, mm, well, Adam Gates. I'm like, yep, I heard that. Thank you. Thank you again. But, but why did he not beat out Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Like, I was looking forward to Joe Flacco playing games so the team could look competitive, which is why I will believe that, you know, Jets will be competitive this year. But but we'll get into that. And I don't think too competitive, just competitive. The Carolina Panthers, however, I'm not seeing it again. If you're telling me Sam Darlin's your starting cornerback, um, I don't know. This is going to be the Christian McCaffrey show is what it sounds like. Till he breaks down again. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey off the torn ACL. That's what it was last season, the torn ACL. Yeah, yeah. So Christian McCaffrey like, off the torn ACL having to carry the franchise does not sound like the best situation to be in. No, none. So 
you you basically the biggest news of this offseason for the Panthers is Greg Olson getting a little upset that they gave away his number 88, which isn't retired, so kind of go fuck yourself. But I, I just don't see the Panthers as being like, okay, when your team, when everything coming out about your team is stories like uh, how blank rookie could be the perfect fit for the Panthers. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, when you're banking on rookies to be a thing that puts you kind of into the mix of a maybe playoff team, you're so close to being terrible, you don't even realize it. You're basically banking on things that we know don't even work out to a 50% success rate to work out for you to be just okay. You know, draft picks are like 35% working out to being like a guy who plays more than four years. It's like 5% that they're a star in any way. So you're counting on all your players that you drafted to fill these holes to work out when they're all fit. Like, even if I gave you 50-50, you're like, okay, good. This guy worked out up. You know, our center's terrible. Well, it's good, though. Our right guard's good. Oh, shit. Our middle linebacker sucks. Oh, good. But our, our one of our corners is good. It's like you're, you're, you're literally playing a game of one of these two will not be a contributor. And if it goes bad, 80% aren't contributors. 90% aren't contributors. So, I don't know. I haven't seen a ton of great talent coming out of Carolina over the last six years. They've had really good, high-quality stars. But their middle ground has been a kind of a fucking wash. So, I think their most exciting, most exciting player is probably Robbie Anderson, right? I don't know. What do you think? D- DJ Moore, maybe? DJ Moore, mm, CMC. Mm. I like DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is a good pick. CMC is fine. You know, ACL now. I just, what have you done on defense? How's your offensive line? The positions that fucking matter in football. Like, really, really matter. How's your lines? Oh, they're not good. Okay. Then good luck. It sucks to suck. What I'm getting out of all of this is that the Bucks, at whatever odds they are to win the division, is free money. Yep, minus 200. I think it's, as I was saying, I was like, it's kind of an interesting number. I think it's low. I mean, even if Tom Brady fell off and lost half of his arm strength and looked like Drew Brees, he's still 10 times smarter than Drew Brees. If he's standing so, upright the whole season, they're winning the division. They're winning the division. I think he can go down and they win that division. The thing that no one's mm. going to talk about on Tampa Bay because of Tom Brady is they're going to have the best defense in that division by a mile and a half. Oh, yeah. So the fact that they're just bringing that pass rush back with those linebackers, with that, yeah, they're, they're stacked. Yes. The thing that we're not talking about is how fucking stacked that defense is. So while the offense has a ton of fucking crazy weapons that defense is ready to fuck <laughs> so, is Tampa Bay easily the most talented roster in the NFL I know the most talent doesn't always win at all but are they easily the most talented roster uh, among you know the, the your top 53 or your starters at every position so if you remove the let's remove the quarterback and look at everything else because the quarterback's like a, a weighted scale you know what I mean like right. having going well I have Patrick Mahomes you're like well he's on the roster and that matters but so like let's remove quarterback because even Tom Brady right let's just remove Tom Brady the only teams that have if you remove the quarterback Denver has an incredible team Denver has an insane team 
if you remove the quarterback. And really, Cleveland has a ridiculous team. Those might pr- those probably are the top three, though. You know, what Cleveland ha- has on that defensive line, their, how about their wide receivers? How about their, their offensive line is full of studs. Their defensive line has players like Miles Garrett. Their secondary is a little poo-poo. But they've got two incredible running backs. They've got two great wide receivers. They've got two solid tight ends. They've got five great offensive linemen. They've got three great defensive linemen. Their linebackers are okay, and their secondary is okay. That's a pretty talented. And Denver's got Denver. You know, it's Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I I think Denver is like a, a half step behind. Yeah, I could put I'd put them third on there. I'd put them third. I I think it's Tampa and Cleveland are the top two if you remove the quarterback. You add the quarterback, Tampa jumps up. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's repeat season, like I said at the beginning. I I think as long as they can stay healthy, if the injury bug gets them, there's not, you know, only God can control that. But unless God intervenes, (laughs) it might be repeat season. Yep. I don't disagree with that. That's it, they've got an insane defense. Uh, the only thing that's gonna, I think that's gonna come down to the the next uh, team, division we're gonna break down is the NFC West, and I think they have the only people that can contend. So, um, and, and and we'll get that. Any part and thoughts for this division? Mm, no, I don't have anything for the division. Uh, I do have one thing to report uh, from from my personal life here at the end. Ooh. It's not really that interesting. I just felt really fancy and felt the need to talk to you about it because I know you love food as much as I do. Ooh. I had some duck last night that sat on this spicy squash sauce. and uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know how much I like duck until last night. And so I meant to ask you, really? you, know, how, how, do you how do you like your duck? I know you've had duck before. Yeah, I... So the only time I've really had duck is uh, not at... I'm not going to say Chinese food, but like oriental places i normally go for like a crispy duck did did you have it with the head still on no no it was the the duck meat was like pre-sliced for me okay okay that's great did it have the fat still on it uh yes some pieces did still have a little fat on there okay and like they had the the crispy skin on it too right they like cut it off. okay okay perfect 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 because some places they've taken the skin off it and i'm like this is it's it's a little greasier. I think it's a little. It's you know what it's like. Uh, I think the well, it's like dark meat. It's like the whole thing's dark meat, but it's more luscious. It's got. I think it's got a good flavor. If you can get the texture's a little tougher. Well, at least from what I've had, you can you know if you're just getting it from your shitty hole in the wall place. I think it's like a greasy. It's like dark meat. I don't even know sometimes if it's duck they're giving me. If they're just giving me like dark meat, you know, it's a it's a little thicker. It's got like a little more muscle to it. I don't need it every day or every week even, but it, it needs to be present. I'm trying to think of like a good other, like uh, it's just, you're like most of the time I want chicken. But if you threw in a duck here and there, it wouldn't disappoint. It's just like, uh, it's not great enough where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I've been missing out on this forever. But it falls into a category of like, this is a fine, this is a fine meal. Sometimes like, I don't want to forget about this. Right, like, I need right, to make right. Sure that I have it again one day. Yes, yeah. I think that's exactly that's like where it fits in. I think that's a good description of it. You're, you know, I, I don't really think that I'm upset. I never had it. I'm glad I had it, but I don't look at it and was like that blew me away. It's not like eating like a very nice steak where you're like, holy shit, that's crazy. You know, you're like, this is good. This is different. 
it, it, and they kind it preserves flavor in a different way than like chicken does. I think it absorbs it better. But yeah, I, I, no problem with duck. I, I I feel that way about it. Where'd you go? Uh, there's this new. Uh, I, I don't. I want to say it's a Japanese restaurant in downtown Tampa I don't even know the name and I probably wouldn't even plug the name if I remembered it but <laughs> it was just a new spot that my my family wanted to go to okay. for a dinner at, at night and so we went and it was all right you know it was all right yeah I, but it had me thinking like okay I know that this isn't the most elite duck that yeah. there is available now I need to see what the most elite duck is I'm telling you you're probably going to end up getting it somewhere with the head on uh, that's like the okay. best duck I've had. It's it's because anyone who's going to take that thing super seriously like that, it's like a thing. Like if I Google it right now, I think if I Google like Peking but duck. When you say that you pick at the head. like No, I, not at the head. Christ, not at the head. Me, no, 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 no. Like the meat's still on the, the, the duck. The head's there. Uh, you don't pick at the head, Christ. I would be like, I'm out. The, but like right, the, the, right. I was going to say, you're getting a little duck brain it's on like, the side. Like, that, would, that would blow me away. You, It, it just... Uh, you you it's like the 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 bird is like flayed out like the head's left on is like a display. It's weird mm. shit. I'm trying to pull up a picture to yeah. Don't display gonna, that for me. Yeah. I'm gonna pull it up too while we're talking here, but I don't want to see a duck head on display. Like yeah. for what? Now I think that the I think that the liver is like I feel the same way about fish heads. Don't yes. bring me fish. So with head it's on the it, same bro. thing, like, you dude. Keep the head. It's the same fucking thing. It, it, it's the same like philosophy it, I'm, it's the same fucking philosophy they're like oh here's the fucking thing yeah it's like the first fucking thing a foreigner's survival guide to ordering and eating Peking duck <laughs> um, but yeah it's like a, I think that the, the meat's thick and delicious uh, it's just it's gotta be done right uh, and it's not just Peking Duck. I don't uh, know why I stuck with it. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at a picture on Google Images yeah. of the duck head. And uh, I don't want that on my plate. Right, right. So it comes on like a big plate with the head. And then you... you it The meat is like <laughs> filleted. It looks goofy as hell. I know. It's weird, isn't it? You're seeing like pictures of it? Yeah. 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 It was a they place in Maryland. They are all naked it. and shit. Dude, it's weird looking too. It's weird. I mean, and it's the whole bird, so you just kind of like everyone cuts into it. Um, yeah, this is just so funny, just so fucking funny. Looking at this picture, yeah, that, I'm like, that's I all I got to report here. I, I now I, I'm on the hunt for the most elite duck. So listeners, if if you're listening to this and you know where I can get the most elite duck, let me know because now I'm on the hunt. Head off, head off. Head it's, off. Yeah, no, it's I'm creepy. Have to specifically, say that. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> fucking creepy it's like a fancy thing and i'm like there's nothing fancy about that that is some barbarian shit so oh we left the head on the animal that ain't fancy right no but for some reason that's high class like i don't know know. once you reach a certain tax bracket do you just want to see the most disgusting shit you could possibly see leave the animal's head on (laughs) i'll kill it myself yeah it's just weird shit i'm like what are you getting out of that like, I want to look it in the eye as I eat it. I'm like, ugh, Christ. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, psycho. All right. We're going to get out of here. Remember, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me, Pick and Play 37. You can find Leo, Pick and Scroll. We are looking forward to you rating, subscribing, reviewing. Reach out to us. NBA thoughts, life thoughts, NFL thoughts, thoughts. Duck Send them thoughts. Definitely duck, duck thoughts. Today, duck thoughts. All right, everyone. Stay safe out there. 
and we'll drop more. Probably we'll be in the middle of the finals next week, and we'll bring you more NFL. Peace.